Nights with Simon Lim on 1FM 91.3. Night Call with Simon Lim. My special guest tonight on my show is Ms. Sim Bihya, Executive Director of the Singapore Hospice Council. Hi, Ms. Sim. Welcome to my show. Hi. Thank you for having me. Now, Ms. Sim, what inspired you to want to work in the non-profit sector, in particular, Singapore Hospice Council? A few things drove me to take on this challenge. All my skills that I've picked up over the years, I probably will be able to do quite a bit in the healthcare hospice sector. Mm-hmm. That's one. Two, given my age, I thought I could really do a little bit more for the sector. I now probably need it in some years to come. It's um, about a personal passion to do something in a sector that you know will benefit everyone. That gave me a lot of clarity mm-hmm. on why I would want to take on the job. Um, I actually started having to learn everything because I was new to healthcare, mm-hmm. and uh, it has been an accelerating journey the last year. It's my first anniversary. Oh wow! Congratulations. Yes. Now, what can you tell us about your role as the executive director of the Singapore Hospice Council? Well, when I first took on the role, my friends, you know, my buddies were asking me. Hospice is such a sad place, you know. Why would you want to go and do something like that, mm. you know? Well, I I didn't have many bullets to rebut them. I just feel that you know the aging population, healthcare. This was an area to go to. You'll see a lot of growth, a lot of changes, a lot of um, you know dynamics that would be there. I mean, it's an adventure, mm. right? And one year on. Uh, I must say that I find uh, this role very much more impactful than what I was signing up for. Well, besides talking about death and dying, being comfortable about it, it's really about living well, making the best of your life, and making your life mean something before the eventual departure when we pass on. Mm-hmm. So my role is really about impacting the sector, you know, influencing people. Talking to healthcare professionals, talking to general public, some of、uh, the people whom I reach out to are people who are also going through a lot of challenges, and that role, you know, as executive director, has given me a lot of gateways to learn on a personal front,、mm. to understand people, to influence people, to impact a lot more people about what everyone will face,、mm-hmm. right? Uh, mortality about our own responsibility to ourselves about dignified farewell. How do we want to leave this world?、Mm. You know, how would you want people to remember you? How would you want to depart?、Um, what do you want to leave behind? How do you want people to remember you? I think these are really things that I've picked up as executive director and as go out to talk to more people, from young teenagers to eighty plus year old、mm. seniors. This is really the role of the executive director of Singapore Hospice Council. I have so many questions to ask you, so stay connected right here on my show, right here on One FM ninety one point three. Okay. Okay. Night call. With Simon Lim on the line with me is my special guest. She is Miss Simbi here, Executive Director of the Singapore Hospice Council. Hey, Miss Sim. Hi. And if you're not talking to me right at this time of the night, what would you usually be doing? 
Um, I'll probably be just resting and catching up on the day, recalling, reflections, you know, cooling down to just uh, take a rest. Okay, let's talk some more about what's happening at the Singapore Hospice Council. And are we seeing more people in Singapore society being open to talk about their own death? I think talking about their own death, people are more open to it now, Mm -hmm. um, but it's not enough. Um, the surveys have shown that there's been an improvement from 2014 one third to you know 2019 about 50 percent. But I think there's a lot more to be done. You know we spend a lot of time welcoming a new birth, mm. right? But how much time do we actually spend on reflection of our own death? I think we really need to up the game a little bit more. More people should really ask themselves how much time do we want to spend to prep their mm. own death. And how do you prepare, right? And talking about our own death is usually easier. But, you know, if we were to attend a funeral week, I think a lot of us cannot hold a good conversation Mm. because we're not sure what to say, what not to say. Yeah, we're afraid what to say at times, you know, in the company of people. But why do you think it's important for family members to be advised on hospice care? A lot of us here a lot of things by word of mouth. In fact, when my parents needed end-of-life support, I called a friend whom I knew had gone through it. Mm. So it's usually the family members and friends who actually are the main caregivers, especially in Singapore's society. That caregiver is probably a spouse, children or parents in the case of pediatric cases, Mm -hmm. right? So... All the more family members must be advised on hospice care. And a lot of the patients, the main concern is really not being a burden to their family members. So family members should actually also do their part to put patients at ease that you know they know what they are doing. Mm-hmm. And therefore, that it is important for family members to be really aware of what is palliative and hospice care. Now, I hear that one of the aims of the Singapore Hospice Council is to spread the message living before leaving. Tell us more. When we talk about living before leaving, we believe in a person being prepared. You must live well before you can live well. You live well... The definition of live well to everybody is different. Living well can be, um, I want to fulfill my bucket list. Living well may be closures, you know, forgiveness, sending a message of appreciation and thanks. So that living part before you actually leave is really very important. Um, in the Chinese one, we actually have a slogan that says You know, you must live your life to the fullest before you can actually let go of things before you depart with ease. Mm-hmm. Our programs, we actually go out for roadshows, we have training, uh, public education to really get people more well informed of palliative care, the options that they can have. And one of those things that we look at is really about how literate a person is towards death. And that means whether you have hands-on support, you have talking support, meaning you're willing to talk about it, you can actually provide a listening ear, holding a conversation with someone else. Mm. We also talk about experimental knowledge, emotional strength. We talk about functional knowledge. Do you know how to navigate the system? Do you know your illness trajectory? Do you know how to assess palliative care? And of course, community knowledge, right? How much do you know where to get help? So these are things that we go out to share with the general public. It is important for people to know and be literate about death. 
and that is a new concept that people may not be so familiar with. I like that line of thinking, you know, uh, discussing these issues in the 21st century. So that sort of thinking, living before leaving. And I'm talking tonight to Miss Sim Bihya, Executive Director of the Singapore Hospice Council. So Miss Sim, stay with me, okay? Okay. Nights with Simon Lim on 1FM 91.3. Night Call. With Simon Lim. And in case you just join us, my special guest tonight is Ms. Sim Bihia, Executive Director of the Singapore Hospice Council. Ms. Sim, how far do you think it's true that most people want to be cared for at home when they approach the end of their lives? We have done surveys before and it has shown that, you know, more than suited, almost 77% of people mm-hmm. prefers to be at home. I think it's that familiar environment, you are comfortable seeing your loved ones, you are not restricted by hospitals, um, you don't have that kind of fear yes. in a strange environment. I think people prefer that very much. Be it the young or you know the aged, familiarity is a key to comfort level. And when people die, people want to die a good death. But what makes for a good death? That good death is really defined by different people in different ways. Some would want to have no pain. Some would want to die in the company of uh, loved ones. And that is really very normal. And for us to really normalize this is to have people talk about it and get their wishes and their care preferences known to their loved ones. There must be clarity. And when you talk about it, you actually build support systems around you. And you're not alone. You don't face death alone. You have a lesser fear of isolation. And you have clarity that your wishes will be respected when the moment comes and someone makes a decision for you. Mm -hmm. So it is really the starting point of your preparation. And talking about death and dying is not a taboo subject that, you know, people will choy, 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 don't talk about it. Um, That should not be the case in today's world. So we're talking tonight about, you know, conversations on death, right? Having more open-mindedness about this topic with our family and even friends. And I'm talking to Ms. Sim Bihia, Executive Director of the Singapore Hospice Council. And Ms. Sim, in order for us, you know, to move ahead, right? What do you think is critical? For me, what is really critical in my role here is really to face the difficulties and the mindsets head on. If we want to change mindsets, we mustn't fear voicing it out, right? Mm. Uh, People tend to avoid using the words death, dying. And what is critical is really no sugar coating, straight talking, get to the facts, and really have a very objective conversation when all of us are prepared to be very objective and rational when the illness hasn't hit us yet. So that is really something that um, it would be critical for me in order to normalise conversations. And we'll talk to you some more right here on my show, so stay with me, okay? Yes. Night Call with Simon Lim. On the line with me is my special guest this evening, Ms. Sim Bihya, Executive Director of the Singapore Hospice Council. So nice to have you joining me on the show, Ms. Sim. Hi. And Ms. Sim, can you share a fond memory of a loved one who has passed away? Um, you know, my father passed away in 2011. He was diagnosed at the end of 2010. Mm. Um, the doctor gave him three months because um, by that time, it was already stage 4 lymphoma and he declined treatment. You know, he had the clarity of mind 
to prepare his eventual departure. Um, you know, leaving instructions to us what to do. He even vetted his own obituary. Wow. And he decided on his rights, how many days, what kind of rights he wanted. He even appointed his own undertaker. Mm-hmm. And that clarity of mind is not normal with everyone, mm-hmm. um, especially when you're diagnosed with such a serious illness and knowing that time is limited. Mm-hmm. Um, if I one day were to pass away, preparing for my own death, I would want to have that clarity of mind, that resilience, you know, that taking it really straight in the face and just tackle it like that. The courageousness, that's something that I will always remember of my father. Well, he has always um, taken things very stoic, you know, he was upset for probably a week or so, Mm. you know, the usual questions of why me, because he actually led a very active and healthy life. Mm -hmm. Uh, But after that, it was really getting the job done, uh, straight into it, you know, he remembered it was uh, my mum's and his um, 60th wedding anniversary in December, and he instructed us to arrange a family dinner get a photographer there he didn't avoid the topic he actually just took the topic on head on with family discussions you know the fact that he was able to see this with such boldness and very matter of fact mm. uh, very rational um, he couldn't sleep at night um, I was the night caregiver So we had many private moments of conversations And these are the memories um, And all this will remain with me for a long, long time Well, thank you so much for opening up And sharing all that with us You know, your personal story And what's the most heartwarming story That perhaps you've come across, you know Regarding death We were doing our outreach events uh, one participant, someone in the, I think probably she's in the 60s already After the event, I came across her along the common corridor And she started sharing with me about how suicidal she was She wanted to jump down from there, oh you know, in the past And how she has overcome that The resilience and the strength of uh, the tenacity of the human spirit That really struck me And recently, just about two weeks ago when, you know, we did a talk one of the participants was a stage 3, 4 lung cancer patient mm-hmm. And she actually came up to me to share with me She felt very hopeless before she came for the session She actually told me that she really felt hope And you know, those two were very heartwarming moments to me That the work is really impactful and meaningful And we really hope that more people will join us And what's a good quote perhaps you can resonate with That you know, you always keep in your heart? I actually always listen to this song by Alan Jackson, The Older I Get. It was introduced to me by someone in his 80s. When I look at the lyrics, The older I get, the more I think. You only get a minute, better live while you're in it. It's really about living life to the closest to your heart. It also says things like, The older I get, and I don't mind all the lies from all the times I've laughed and cried, souvenirs and little signs of the life I've lived You know, the lyrics touch me very closely Because it is a reflection of my current mental state Wow, so nice to have you, you know Sharing that with us tonight right here on my show And we certainly learn quite a bit from you as well About living before leaving And also the very important point you mentioned, you know About having that open-mindedness in conversations about death Yes Thank you so much, Ms. Simbi here, Executive Director of the Singapore Hospice Council, for being on my show. Thank you for having me. Nights with Simon Lim on 1FM 91.3.